When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. When I go to Sacramento, I will pump up Sacramento. 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 Turner Sparks just got married and has moved home to America after 12 years living in China. Sir Michael Ira Kaplan has two kids, a wife, a job, and has spent his entire life in the USA. Neither one can figure their country out. This is Lost in America. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Lost in America, episode 74. My name's Turner Sparks. My name is Michael Kaplan. This week on the podcast, we have the boss. The boss is he's gonna come in and give us a talking to, I heard. The man upstairs, the owner of Ants, the founder of Venmo, Ikram Magdon, Ismail, back on the pod. The one and only. The one and only. We had him on episode four. Was it four? Episode four. We real episode four. We had him on. We realized that at that point we had no idea what we were doing with the podcast. We didn't even know what the podcast was supposed to be about, yeah. really. And so we didn't. Talk, he's an immigrant. He came to America from uh, Zimbabwe initially, and then he lived all over Africa, and eventually came to the United States. We didn't even touch that. Did not touch it. Did not even mention it. <laughs> Last time we had him on the podcast, he was as American as apple pie in our podcast. Exactly. <laughs> And that eventually became what our entire podcast was about, this fish-out-of-water idea. People who've lived in other cultures, experienced other cultures, comparing them to our culture. So we're going to have him on the pod. We're going to try to do that this week. I don't think the the light bulb went off until we saw he's got a band called Ikram and the Immigrant Groove. Yes. And we saw that title. I'm like, all right, Immigrant Groove, you're an immigrant. Exactly. (laughs) We should talk about that. And they're playing at uh, the Knitting Factory in New York City on March 17th. St. Patrick's Day, I'm not sure why, but St. Patrick's Day, I'm going to go. I got tickets. Ruby's birthday, so I'm I'm to be be determined if I'm going to be there. (laughs) Kaplan's Kaplan's probably out, I would say, for his daughter's Unless I bring Ruby. Well, I have an extra ticket. Maybe I'll bring Ruby. Yeah, uh, she loves uh, immigrant music. And there we go. So, okay, but for all this, live podcast. Yeah. Our lineup is set March 14th. That is... A week from today, next Wednesday. Oh, shit. That's soon. That's pretty soon. We're going to be back at Stand Up New York doing a live show. All right. Here's who we have. You ready for the lineup? Yeah. So previously we announced former podcast guest Des Bishop, comedian Des Bishop, headline comedian, tours the world. I also knew him in China. We're going to be talking to him more about our days back in China. We have returning guest Anthony DeVito, headline comedian. Great, dude. Anthony DeVito. He and I realized in the middle of the last podcast that we went to college together. You're going to spend the next this live pod just going down memory lane, talking about all the same people you knew. Well, no. <laughs> then I was also told a couple weeks ago by Misha Han. I was hanging out with Misha yeah. down at the Lantern. He told me that Anthony DeVito was a homeless person in Hawaii for a little while. And that's something to talk about. So we're going to talk to him about that. He's coming back on. 
Plus, then we're having Sherrod Small That's from the Race Wars podcast. I'm very excited for him. Hilarious dude. He's big time. Yeah, we're going to talk to him. I was on the Race Wars podcast a couple years ago, and there was an incident. Ooh, can we talk about it in the air? We're going to save it for the air. We're going to talk about the incident. We're going to talk about the incident. Otherwise known as the incident. Where Sherrod, I don't know if Sherrod's mad at me or not. I, I feel like he has been for the past year, but maybe he doesn't even remember it. We're going to find out live oh, oh, in yeah. front of an audience. We do not pre-interview people, so we're going to find out. With the audience, I've not seen him since this date. <laughs> I've seen him, but it's been. Uh, we'll, we'll we'll do it we're on the way. We settle feuds. We're gonna settle a feud if it's even a it's feud. A huge we're not feud sure. in the pod- comedy world. Everyone, he might not know about it. And then <laughs> also, uh, we're having Francis Ellis from Barstool Sports. So he went out. Like, he went out and did my club. He went to Kung Fu Comedy Club a year or two. He ago. was with uh, the Wonton Don, wasn't he there? Yeah, together? with Ichiban Don, with yeah. Donnie Does. Donnie from, Does from China from Barstool Sports. They went out to China and did the club. So he's gonna tell us about his trip. To China, they're all, all these guys, they're also going to be doing stand-up comedy, plus doing interviews. It's going to be a blast. Plus, I'm going to be telling, I'm going to be opening the show yeah. by doing some stand-up. I'm going to be telling some stories from the trip that are too yeah. hot for the pod. Whoa. Haven't told them on the pod. And if you, do, if you look like you're doing a really good job, I'll just hang out in the audience and ha- I'll meet the two-drink minimum. And uh, You could sit in the audience with blue shirt, I'll eat a salad. Oh, your salad? <laughs> yeah, like <laughs> eating last time. And uh, I'll hug you guys. Oh, and also the best part of this whole thing. Joe Schaefer, the voice you hear at the beginning of every one of our podcasts that does our intro, he's going to be there to do that live. Yeah. And and maybe if you want him to record things for you, like announcements that you can play for people, he, maybe we can get him to do that. If you want to do your voice, uh, your yeah. away message your on away your- Your away message, answering machine message. Answering machine <laughs> messages. He can <laughs> talk into your phone. He can answer it for you. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so. It's going to be killer. So get tickets to that. You can get them at standupnewyork.com. Also, we'll have a link. On our Lost in America pod We'll also have a link in this In the notes to this episode okay. So look into your phone Press the link Get your tickets Get them now They're 10 bucks through Saturday March 10th After that they go up to 15 And then 20 on the day of the show 10 bucks with the promo code L-O-S-T You have to put the that promo code That spells lost Lost In case you're a little slow over there <laughs> That's it Also Oh update Cap Yeah Update on this these fake lost in America, the, fa- the still, losers in America. They've they've uh, fired off a few more episodes. I saw these pieces. They have a whole new series. I'm not gonna plug it, but I just did. I guess. Yeah, don't plug, <laughs> don't plug them. <laughs> All right. Well, here's the here's the update. Updates, no update. We just got a message from our lawyer. He's working on the L- the the. These lawyers move slow. I see why uh, divorce. Oh it takes like people. I know people take people years to get divorced. People yes. who are like they break up, they're done. You like your ex, your ex, and they're still technically married because lawyers just move really slow. Because they, that's because they hire they hire people like Blue Shirt. Yeah. I mean, we're trying to start a war here, and these people don't even know that we're war with them they because we get, haven't got our, our letter down. We can't get word one out. <laughs> we can't. It's like the old days <laughs> when you had paper. to send a carrier pigeon to declare battle. It's ridiculous. So we just got word from Blue Shirt. Uh, his 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 lower his. He's crew. sending a member of his crew, a, a single me- a guy who's single. But Blue Shirt two. It's not <laughs> even Blue Shirt. No. Blue Shirt two just He's sent very, us a message, and he said they're working on it. Someone from the firm is on it. So. He's the best guy though. He's the ce- He's known at the firm as the cease and desist guy. <laughs> That's his, his nickname. He just. He's a specialty. So we got him organized. We'll have, we'll have to save the update for next week. Yeah. And hopefully, maybe in the live pod, we can just, like, call these jokers up and Maybe. Yeah, them. we'll see. We'll see if we get them on the air. Yeah. Ooh. Hello, Chinese. Last spot. We do. Hello, Chinese. They're our new sponsor. They've been with us a couple weeks now. Yeah. We've gotten word back. People love it. Yeah. The world loves it. Teddy Kaplan loves it. Teddy Kaplan loves it. Hello, Chinese is the world's. It's the number one app for learning Chinese on Google Play, it's the number one app in the App Store on uh, iTunes, Apple, whatever that's called, for Mandarin <laughs> beginners. If you want to learn Chinese, first of all, it's free. 
HelloChinese.cc. Go to their website. You learn all about it. But it's free. It's free. For the basics. The basics. If you want to learn like how to say hi and stuff Exactly. Like hi, hello. But then if you want to go a step further, which we all do, right. now you get the premium. Now you get the extra. And guess what? If you want to go premium yeah. at checkout, L-O-S-T, promo code LOST, we get yeah. a little taste. You get, a, you get 15% off the premium. It's great for everybody. And what's cool about the app, which Teddy Kaplan's been on, it's almost like a video game. Yeah. And it is. It's very like uh, it's very well made. I will say that it's, it's interactive. Like, it's inter- very interactive. Yeah, that's and it's. Uh, I'm really motivated to learn. I was. At, I went to a, this podcast has changed me. I went to a very authentic Chinese place the other day on my own when I was just walking by. And you ordered in Chinese. I, no, I went in there and I'm like just for me. And they stuck me. I'm swear to God, it was a busy time of night. Whatever. They stuck me in a closet. Like I was literally like in like, the workers' closet. Like no respect. Like I was like, if I would have walked in there and said table for one in Chinese. I just know I would have gotten like the best table in the house. So I am motivated. I'll tell you they one thing, Cap. Yeah. I've never been stuck in a closet. You've never been stuck in a closet. And that's thanks to Hello Chinese. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's <laughs> how I learned. You learned before there was an app. I you learned were in a test years. case. I was yeah, I was beta testing. There was it. no smartphones when you were in the China. Fifteen but. years ago. So that's that. all right, let's get to Lost in America, because I got something on my mind. Yeah, he's banging on the door here. I hear him. He's uh He's ready to get in here. Ikram, oh, wait, sorry. We've got to save him. <laughs> he's gotta hang, the boss has to hang outside. <laughs> Stay behind the glass. Yeah. I got lost in a All right, turn, yeah, turn's got something to say, boss man. All right, De'Aaron Roots, play the music. I'm lost in America this week. Okay, I will tell you why. I was in a line the other day to use a restroom mm-hmm. right here in gorgeous New York City. I'm in line. There's a men's and there's a women's. There's no line for the women's. Unusual, but there's three guys lined up for the men's. So I wait in line for the men's. One guy goes by. Another guy goes in. The third guy goes in. Now I'm next in line for the men's. Still no one for the wait, women's. What kind of establishment is this? It's a bar. Bar, okay. Bar in New York. A woman comes up. She sees me in line. For the men's, she sees no one in the women's, and she just gets behind me in line. All right. Confused. I'm confused. I go, oh, no, the women's, go ahead. And she goes, oh, no, no, no. You don't, don't wait. Just go. And she wants me to go use the women's. I think this is the new women's movement thing. What? And that we're all equal. We're all people. And now, and then it's like, because gender, gender neutral. Yeah, but if you walk into a women's bathroom at a bar, it's like a Me Too violation, too. So I'm confused. No, there was no one in there. How do you know there's no one in there? It's a small one-person bathroom, oh, and the door's open. Okay. The door's open. So she, we can both see no one's in there. And she goes, no, just use it. And I'm like, nah, I'll wait on the men's. And she goes, she insists. She goes, are you kidding? Come on. You're in line in front of me. Just use the bathroom. So I go. I use it. I come out. Life's good. I realize this is the progress we've made. Did you pee all over the seat? <laughs> I did. Because you teach her a real lesson. I wanted I to, to say her. that again. I wanted to <laughs> teach her a lesson, so I did. <laughs> I did not. And But I've learned that this is what... From gender neutral, the, it started with the gender neutral bathrooms where, hey, we're all, we don't want to, you know, you don't want to ask someone if they're a man or a woman. Right. So we've gotten rid of the idea of men's rooms, women's rooms. I've got to say something, Cap. I love it. You love this. I love, love it because it's led to that. It's led to this idea that you don't have to wait for uh, women's restroom anymore. It's led to this idea. Have you noticed? Now, when you ever go to a gender neutral bathroom, it's so much nicer. 
than just a men's room. The men's room, there is piss all over the seat. Well, because it's urinals. They're basically, this is going to kill the urinal industry. Who cares? Because <laughs> I'll piss into a toilet. Uh, it's, it's, no, the men, men's rooms now, or whatever the room, they're so much nicer. There's usually incense burning. Sometimes there's music. You never, there's flowers. You never got that in just a basic men's room. You got piss on the seat. You got toilet paper was never oh. there. Guys are yelling, cussing, spitting. Yeah, well, that's what I'm curious was going to happen because, like, it's almost like an economic thing. Like, you go in and bring, like, when we give health care to all, like, you, you're like, well, then at the top it's going to suffer a little bit, but it's for the good of society kind of thing. Like, women have always had nicer bathrooms. Men's are big stuff. So if we, yeah. but is the top going to get them down? They're not going to be as nice as women's bathrooms used to be. We're going to slobber them up a little bit. Well, I, I, I don't know. I, I wasn't going into women's bathrooms before, but I can oh, yeah. say that our bathrooms have now gotten way better. But it also means that nobody can ever take a dump in public again. Not true. I do it all the time. <laughs> You're going to do it in a women's room? It's Knowing... not a women's room. But it's it still says gender... women outside. You still know a woman could use that room. Doesn't matter. You have the... I, yeah, well, That's progress. That's equality. That? <laughs> <Quality. laughs> That's what equality means. I can dump anywhere. Also, Kaplan, come on. I lived in Asia. I've dumped means. in a fucking... I've dumped in a shack. <laughs> a bamboo shed uh, on a river. People into have a it. river for years. I don't. You can do whatever you want. So I don't know if you noticed when you came with me to the Irishman rap party last week. We touched on in the podcast. But oh, the was, Robert De Niro yeah, movie, yeah, the rap party, the Scorsese movie. There's a there's a bathroom there. It was like gender. I was very confused by the bathroom there. It was an open door bathroom, and it was gender neutral. I loved it. But there was like a guard there who I. It wasn't like they were someone who gives you like a towel when you wash your hands. It was almost like they were like a door person to make sure. Like guys and girls didn't. I, I don't know because it was like you can't really go in at the same time though. Still, right? We're not at that point. There's two because yeah. there were two stalls. There was two stalls in the bathroom. So, like, could a guy and a girl oh. go simultaneously? They shut the door? No, you're Are right. Are we that far along? That, that's next. You're right. No, that one was very weird because you're right. It was a, it was a single bathroom, so the, the assumption was that everyone could use it, men yeah. and women, right? It wasn't like there was two different bathrooms. There was just one. Yeah. And then I, I went and used it, and when I came out, there was a guy waiting there, and he, he was, like, just some guy waiting to use it, and he goes, hey, uh, this is literally what he asked me. He goes, hey. What's in there? <laughs> like he was just so. And I was like, oh, it's just just go ahead. It's a bathroom. But I think what it is, people are now they've caught on to this uh, this movement, and they want to save a little cash. You only have to build one bathroom now. You don't have to build two anymore. So yeah, that's a money this- maker for small business. So we're all for that. Yeah, I mean, there's so much. I'm just thinking about the the, the guy who works there though. Like you have to have a. You know, like the, the, there's people, there's bathrooms where there's like an attendant. Those are always. So you're saying that guy was more of a bodyguard to make sure men and women didn't Changes go in at the same job. time. You know, I I went to the Glad Awards once. The gay, lesbian, you know, this familiar. And, yeah, and they had like I think they were ahead of this curve, so they had the whole thing was like neutral bathrooms. Yeah, but then I got tossed from one. Someone told me not to go in. I'm like the only guy that wasn't allowed in the gender. You should have called them. Said they weren't a progressive. <laughs> but, because no, I think it's great. I'm all for it. I'm all for the movement. I'm all for being able to. My bathroom's now better. You're about, yeah, and so that's so good for me. Yeah, and it makes you improve your aim. So there's some pros that it. I will say you though, lift the toilet seat up. <laughs> I don't see why of, that's an issue for people. You know, the, but the kids of America might reverse this trend because, like, my children are both very aware. Like Teddy will not go in the women's room. Like he's like, I'm a boy. I go M M for men. Oh, okay. And you know, I talked about it when I took a school trip. All the boys were not going to go in the women's room, and. So Teddy. you're saying like the pendulum swings now the, the high school kids are very progressive but then the yeah the and Ruby, kindergartners are very conservative. I took the kids out last night for dinner just me and yeah you know, Teddy went to the bathroom he doesn't even want me to go in with him I need privacy he goes in himself but Ruby I need to help her get in I need to help sure. her sit but then there was a big debate like a big like hit a, like had a huddle up to decide which bathroom I take Ruby in because it was like the one you're talking about it was like a one person bathroom yeah so I was like you know what I think I could take you into this woman's room there's no one's bathroom because 
And then Teddy, because Ruby wanted to go to the women's room, but then Teddy has veto powder. He's like, no, Daddy, you can't go in the women's room. You're a man. You, you t- <laughs> and you listen to that? I listen to, oh, I listen to my kids all the time. The other day, oh I, was at a, I was driving, and I was at a stoplight, and Ruby goes, drive, Daddy, and I drive. <laughs> it was a red light. I drove through a red light with two children because I, my daughter tells me to drive. I just go. You got to take the power. <laughs> we need to get Wilson Mintz back in here. You need to take the power back yeah. in your own family well, I don't think we'll toddlers. S- uh, yeah, so anyway, so it's very, you, I, my, you're going to confuse my kids. They're very comfortable with their gender. They know what they got. Well, that's the next so generation. Whatever the, the generation after millennials yeah, They're going to think this generation is crazy. Are apparently very conservative. All right. Anyway. Cap, Int is an app. Yeah. Very exciting. We're going to talk about that with our guest. We got a guest, but you Let's can get in, in the app store. You can. Uh, it's up to five-minute audio messages, recordings. We're going to be playing one because here's the thing. I'll be honest. We pre-recorded this interview. Yeah. We did it just a few minutes ago. So I can tell you for, for where you're going to hear an Int in the middle of the interview. Yes. Very exciting. Can I won't spoil it what it is, <laughs> but you're going to hear it. Up to five-minute audio message. You can get it and uh, uh, you can get it in the App Store. You can get yeah. it possibly Google Play. I'm not sure if they have it now. It's the number one app in the world for Ensing. Yeah. Ensing at Lost in America or at Turner Sparks. Yes, Turner Sparks. So that we can get you on the air and answer your questions or anything you want to talk about. We'll play it. If you're, if you're funny, you have a good question. Even if you hate us. We've had, I was just. When hate, I was, it, hate ends us. Hate ends us. When I was on the road in Asia, people were saying they missed, our, our fans were saying they missed when we used to read hate mail. Yeah. So we got to read more hate mail or just hate ends us. We'll take it. We, we love criticism. And we have received some hate mail lately. We've been ignoring it. So we're going to have to get to that next week. Ooh, next week we're playing the hate mail. Yeah. Okay. All right. That's it. Let's get to our guest, Ikram Magdon. Ismail Ikram, the boss from upstairs. Come on in. <laughs> All right, we're back with our guest, Ikram Magdon. Ismail, the boss, the man from upstairs, putting his headphones on. Yeah, he's come in to set the record straight. Check. How you doing? We already <laughs> checked. We're good. Wanna, this is I, your studio. I just put the headphones on. I want to see how I sound. Okay. How do you sound? I think I sound all right. You're our first guest ever to wear the headphones. That's true. Yeah, we didn't know we had headphones. They've been sitting there this whole time. Sitting you have there, to talk in the, into the mic, though. I know, I know. You suggested it when you came in. You're like, why don't you guys just use the headphones? I like that. Yeah. <laughs> so how's it going, Ikram? It's going well. We had you on episode. You checking your phone in the middle of our? Uh, he's a, I don't know. People are ending me. He's a millennial. I'm, I'm, I'm looking for a question. Uh, oh, there. Oh, yeah. Do you have any questions come in? No, not not right. Not oh. in real time. That part will have already happened on the uh, podcast. Jennifer, okay. if you're listening, please end us now. Oh wait, this comes out tomorrow. Je- you're a huge fan of Jennifer Miles Peak. I'm, she's your favorite answer. She's my we favorite. Get right to that. One of our super fans. Yeah. Shout A&P. out. Conversation. So wait, Ikram. <laughs> all right, we already. Everyone knows you. So, for anyone who doesn't, well, whatever. We talked about it earlier, but you. Beyond all the business stuff you've done, you were born in Zimbabwe, correct? I was born in Zimbabwe. We've literally, I've known you for a year and a half now. We've literally we, never talked about it. We've never talked about it. We only yeah, talk I, about I lived the first, uh, I think, nine years there of my really? life. Really? Then I moved to Uganda, and after that, I moved to Zambia. Whoa. I've been moved, to Zambia. And then I moved, sorry, sorry, I moved to Z- Zimbabwe, to Zambia, to Uganda, and then I moved to Fairfax County, Virginia when I was 14. All right, let's start at the beginning. Let's. I think I want to get deep into Fairfax. That's no, the, that's the most interesting part of the story. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, Zimbabwe. So, okay. Yeah. So how, do your parents are they from Zimbabwe or are they? Where do they come from? My parents are from Morocco and Sri Lanka, but right. they they originated in Sri Lanka. They were born in Sri Lanka. Yeah. And then why they moved to Zimbabwe? Because uh, there was all kinds of war going on in Sri Lanka. It was like uh, civil war. Yeah. And they were just like the cost of bread was unaffordable. When the cost of bread goes up. 
You got to keep moving. Okay. First rule. So they moved. They moved. And they, they moved. went. Were they like refugees? Where can I find cheap bread? <laughs> he looked at Zimbabwe. Zimbabwe. Yeah, they right? Were they refugees or what? What do you mean? <laughs> they weren't refugees. I mean, that's one way. To refugee put it. to <laughs> Zimbabwe now, is pretty. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> but it was. But uh, they just thought that'd be a good place to go. It was like, yeah, they had to just get out. So my dad and mom, they kind of just jumped ship and bam. How'd they pick Zimbabwe? I think my dad got like some kind of civil engineering job, just like okay. you know, working on the roads kind of thing. What was it like? So you were born in Zimbabwe, but as a were you? Are you? Is your nationality? Was it from Zimbabwe? Or are you know? Are you not allowed to if you're not born? Like your parents aren't from there? How does that work? Shit, actually, that's an interesting ends we could play. My <laughs> dad, actually, can I pull that up? Or how do you want to do that? You sure. Ins- my yeah. dad yeah, yeah. ends to me my entire uh, birth citizenship. Let's hear it. Which is kind of interesting because I because I'm I'm currently applying for dual citizenship to Sri Lanka. Because Zimbabwe doesn't allow dual citizenship. What are you a citizen of now? America. Okay. Uh, this is a great, another great use of ends, people. If you want, to get your uh, wait, wait, wait let's do it. Uh, so, pl- so this is my dad, right? Play the ends. Shout out. Some information. When you were born in Zimbabwe, Zimbabwe had changed the law. They would not recognize you as a citizen of Zimbabwe by birth. You were a citizen of Sri Lanka because we were Sri Lankans at that time. I registered your birth with the uh, Sri Lankan embassy in uh, London, UK. You eventually got Zimbabwe citizenship by naturalization. Then, of course, you are no longer a Zimbabwe citizen because you are now an American citizen. And uh, Zimbabwe does not have dual citizenship rights, unlike Sri Lanka. If you get a Sri Lankan citizenship, then if you are interested, you will be able to buy property there without paying heavy duties and all that. And also, any other properties that Uncle Kamal or Uncle Ismat wants to give, they can give without uh, paying duties and all that. Of course, Uncle Kamal's properties will go to Tariq and uh, Jahan, but Uncle Ismat's things can come to you also. Okay. So I'm in the running. I'm in the running if I get, Shout get some out citizenship. Kumar. Yeah, <laughs> Those are my cousins. Uh, I, I, it sounds like they're getting the property. I know. <laughs> but there, there you go. Of course, so if they want it. Okay, so that's how it works. So that was the same. If I was, uh, if my wife, say I had an American wife, but I was living in China. I knew Americans living in China. Like, If they had a kid in China, there's no chance they would let that, the Chinese government would let that kid be Chinese. Right. But if you have a kid, I mean, uh, maybe they could, but they would have to. But give you up have a kid American. in America uh, with your wife. I assume you have a baby with her. Uh, will you, the child will have Chinese citizenship, or no? no. Uh, you can't have dual between America. Uh, okay. China doesn't let you have dual. The same. If we had a, a kid in China and one of us, one of like my wife's Chinese, then you could. It could be Chinese, but it would be good but for the podcast brand if you renounce your American market. citizenship. <laughs> Chinese. Wait, what? You should renounce your American citizenship then and go full Chinese. Because yeah, the, that's a great good idea. for your brand. Well, now that they have a dictatorship, <laughs> I think that'd be genius. A great time to do it now that yeah, Xi Jinping is not stepping out of power. So well, you were not, even though you're born in Zimbabwe, you you were not born with Zimbabwe citizenship. You had I to, guess, and I just found that out yesterday. You just found so that I'm, I'm telling everyone I'm Zimbabwean. Right. I guess so. Well, were you know. born there? I, yeah. Well, what so, was it like growing up there? So you were there from age zero to it's nine. The greatest. Did you go to? You, so you went to elementary school. 
I don't. I wouldn't call it school. Uh, <laughs> what was it? <laughs> it was more like just part. I don't know. Party. Uh, lots oh, of drumming, was... <laughs> dancing. But there was a period where I did go to like a British school, okay. which I hated. So like my, I think the the first few years, the first like six years are a little hazy. Okay, it's just a lot of ah! that kind of shit, <laughs> which <laughs> I, I love, that's everybody, which I love. Right, uh, which but I there was want. no traditional. Like, if you saw Black Panther, you'd know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> but, but you didn't do your research. And I'm the racist. That's just a research on <laughs> yeah, you. Thanks, I thanks, see Black thanks. Panther. Uh, thanks, my heritage. <laughs> and you did, couldn't take the time to see the movie I love the most. Okay, so, <laughs> just, so I can't tell <laughs> So have so you anyway. seen What About Bob? Because that's the movie I love the most. Have you seen Lady Bird? <laughs> yeah. hey, you're interviewing me. I'm not interviewing y'all. <laughs> this, is, this is a discussion. So, yeah, <laughs> it's not you, an interview. If you haven't seen you Lady Bird, you to hate podcast, boss. You hate <laughs> Sacramento. If you haven't seen Lady Bird, yeah, exactly. You're offending my okay. culture. <laughs> we all just break up right now. You're offending white <laughs> private school this kids. This is like the Beatles Sacramento. all over again. Have you again. seen Fiddler on the Roof? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> no. Okay, so the first, and then then my parents decided, like, I think because my dad started making like a little bit of money, it was like. I don't even know. I don't even think he was making any money. That's the funny part about this. He's like, because my parents and their parents were obsessed, obsessed with the British culture. Okay. Like, oh my God, British people are the best. Like, my granddad wanted my brother, so his first grandson, which would be my brother, to marry like a British, beautiful, white dame. That's That was like... What was, it was like. Yeah. That was the dream. That's that the was dream. the dream. That's the dream everywhere. Now, now the dream is to marry an American dame or something. Yeah. Like was that because did you guys get a lot of like British TV and uh, colony? Oh, yeah. Well, they they you know they they were the first to colonize and the Dutch came. The Dutch and, and the whatever. British. Yeah. I think Portugal before that probably, but. Uh, so the the British were seen as good. The Dutch were seen as evil, sort of. No, I think the Dutch also. The British I mean, have most better people, accents. Most people like the Dutch too. But uh, yeah, so the British, the, but the British definitely have those romantic films that make it seem, you know, like we've probably seen one of those. Um, <laughs> and they always seem <laughs> like, smart. And I, that, I, I'm like, is this going to be my life? That sounds pretty cool, you know. Yeah. Uh, but so then I went to so that so my parents decided that in order to school me, they would put me in a British school because that's pro- quite possibly the best school. This is after, I would say, the first five years of public whatever whatever education was. So I did that for like a year. I couldn't even last. I was like getting sent sent to the headmaster every day. Uh, were the other kids was British just, kids, or were I they was wearing these like green jackets with red ties, and my hair was like parted right? All, I mean, I, <laughs> sounds all like ki- sounds all like kinds of things that, yeah. that <laughs> <You're very laughs> like proper. you look at pictures of me back then, and you look you know? at me now. You're like, damn, that's where. You, and it's like, so that was that was a couple years. Then I went to a public school in Zambia. I got caned a couple times. You get caned? Wait, how'd you get of to course. Zambia? Uh, my dad just my, you moved the family. What my or dad you? was doing. <laughs> was he a smuggler? Shout out! <laughs> At one point, he had started a shoe business. He was importing shoes. He was a cobbler, import exporter. Yeah, exactly. And then so he moved the family to Zambia. Yeah. So he had to. Yeah, things got a little hot. In Zimbabwe, so we had to—I don't know what happened. Pick there. up and leave. Yeah. So we went to Zambia, and then we—and then you got caned. Wait, and, and you what, got, how did you get caned? Yeah, I was just a bad. I, don't know, I just didn't want to sit down and write. But you were like nine years old. <laughs> That's I, all I, I wanted to. I wanted to be outside playing all day long. And you were—it was nine, ten years old. Must have been like that. Yeah. They cane you in school? Of course. I mean, is that official? Like allowed? It's like teachers do it? It's or do they have a person who comes in. 
No, it's just whoever. Because that kind of wait. That's not, a great job. Well, I'm just saying, like people. Official came. I'm I'm in the belief that the teachers shouldn't be armed in I America. Think I came that, running that home in, once too, and I was like, I can't do this again or something. I can't remember. But if teachers can, I mean, I'm against teachers being armed in America, like Trump has proposed. But if teachers in other countries can cane kids, I'm starting to rethink this because that, that's a, you got to be trained to cane properly, right? No, probably. <laughs> so you're saying if they can cane, we should be able to shoot? Is I that don't what you're know. I'm saying teachers do anything. I mean, look, hot take. Everyone was. <laughs> I will say this: everyone was being. Af- everyone was. Af- if if we can convince everyone in America to be as afraid as my peers were of being caned, yeah, then we wouldn't need guns. So maybe that's cane- actually. So so, so, so like, maybe we should bring caning back. So bring here. This is a, so this I was is really hot take. I was, <laughs> that's a good idea. Bring that to I was, Trump. No, I'm on board. I'm I not was even kidding. terrified. I was, so my Trump peers. Might- W- would this. do anything not to get caned, and I was like, "Come on, bring bring it on, baby!" <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "I want to feel it," but I, but that's the thing. So I guess before guns, there were canes, and then people realize people like me were like, "Fuck it, just slap me on the ass with a stick," yeah. and I'm down with that. And then <laughs> yeah, but how bad? And then and then someone was like, "I guess we need guns to prevent this guy from acting up." So they but how guns. like for real? How bad did the caning yeah. hurt? <laughs> I don't remember. This kind of no- felt good. I think. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have scars? I'm just joking. <laughs> uh, no, I don't have scars. Oh, it must be not the real. I feel like in Singapore you get scarred when you get caned. You're saying that I mean, the no, no, Singapore no, is stronger like, canes? It was. It was. I, I don't think I went to like tenth degree caning. I see. Just different degrees. This yeah. child level caning. Yeah. <laughs> Again, that's an idea for America's schools. Those I'm kids not are even pretty kidding. rowdy. It's not a bad idea. I mean, I, look, I'm going to propose this the next town hall at uh, Long Island City. <laughs> the next school meeting. I'm gonna like, say like caning pre- prevents guns. Well, in Sri Lanka, it happens in the household. Like your your parents will you know smack you if you're if you're not doing well. I mean, it is makes... that how your parents were? I can't remember. Probably. You know, like once in a while. They, I mean, but I would run away. Like I was, I would fight back, kind of thing. I mean, my son has a book about schools around the world, like what kids do every day, and the Uganda chapter. I don't know. Do they have caning in Uganda? Because the Uganda Not chapter. When I was there, because I then I went to an international school in Uganda. Because uh, it mentions wait, wait, wait. that there's 69 kids in the class in Uganda. So like, how would a teacher keep them in order? But I always wondered that. But now I know, the fear of the cane. Uh, okay, so you're in anyway, Zambia. So, uh, so you're in so Zambia. Moving. So the, hence the name of my band, Ikram and the Immigrant Groove. It's it's the oh, whole, my whole plug. life seamless. My, my, my whole life was spent with Grooving. you know traveling all over the place, not necessarily knowing what status I had. So I felt like you know I was just a part of everything. And you guys are playing March seventeenth. <laughs> Yeah. Let's do the plug now, and then we'll keep going with the interview. Why not? Yeah, do it exactly. now. Exactly. So, Mar- I'm coming to see you. I have two tickets. Ikram and the Immigrant Groove. Check it out. Follow us on Ents uh, if you want to hear about where we're going to be playing next. We're going to be doing a Tajin thing uh, every week, actually. Tajin. It's a Moroccan joint. 34th and uh, I think it's like 38th and 7th Ave. A Midwest joint means a restaurant? No, it's a, a, t- it's a t- restaurant. It's like a Moroccan hookah. Tajine with the rice and the, and the and bowls with the lamb. We're gonna be, uh, it's just going to be a scene, 9 to 1 a.m. You just come in, you dance. Oh, you're going to be playing music? Yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a weekly thing. We're going to try and create a scene. Cool. Oh. Okay, so back to so you're in Zambia. So we're in Zambia, yeah. And then you're like 10 years old, 12 years old. You're getting caned. <laughs> getting caned. Yeah. Getting hit. And then you move to, what is your dad doing there? You're not sure, import-export? <laughs> just just ensign. Ask you. Tell him to ensign you. Just get what, him on the. Pod. What's his ends handle? We'll have to ask. And him then you move to Uganda. Yeah. And then you're there for a couple years. Yeah. And, why, and so then what, what's the decision to move to America? When does that come? That's about? the dream. I mean, does I mean, your, everyone wants to move to America? So they were trying to go to America this whole time, but just well, the whole you, time. Yeah. But everyone you, wants to come to America. Look, but so, so how old are you when you moved to America then? 15. 14. 14. And your whole family came. 
No, me and my mom and my, uh, who else? Can't remember. Did your dad come? He came after the fact. Uh, well, you said you guys, and you landed in, where'd you say? We landed in, in Plymouth Rock in, in Washington at Dulles Airport, Fairfax County. Okay. I mean, what town? <laughs> Virginia. They were in Virginia. We have a lot of listeners down there. Fans of Asian Babyface. What up, Virginia? <laughs> I don't know what we're laughing about. <laughs> this guy just laughed. He's a man of. He's a. <laughs> <laughs> No, okay. So, but then what? What about school? Like, we should talk about comedy in Africa. How do we bring more comedy to Africa? I think they have a lot of comedy in Africa. Do they? Trevor Noah is from South Africa. Was he a comedian? Yeah, stand-up comedian. Um, it's. I think it's still pretty new. Like when I was growing up, outside of South Africa, they had a long time. But there was never a scene where like one guy or girl got up in front of a group and just told jokes. Really? No, you don't. I I never saw that. I never saw that was new to me when I came here. Just someone standing up in front of you and being like, okay, now I'm going to make you laugh for, like, you know, ten minutes. Never like a- Did they have any kind of performance? Because a lot of countries... No, music, hands down. Like you go But I mean, any dancing. type of comedy performance? I never like, saw it. Clowns on stage or, like, any type of... A country, a country with no laughter. And I'm not why, kidding. I don't think I, I saw clowns. No, because a lot of countries... I think I saw my first clown in America, actually. America started that way. As, every Most stand-up comedy cultures are born From under clowning? some type of clowning on stage or, like... Physical comedy or two man things, you know, two guys like it's scripted, and then it eventually gets into saying whatever you want on a stage. Also, like theater and stuff. It's, I yeah, it's interesting. That's an interesting. Have you been? Have you you been anywhere in in Africa? I've been to Zambia. This is like, oh right. What what brought you there? I went to the the waterfalls, right? Victoria Falls. Victoria Falls. You've done Zimbabwe too, because it's on the border. Hmm. Look at that. Didn't even know it. Oh, you know what? I didn't go to the waterfalls. I went. Sorry, we went on a um safari. Right. Who's we? My parents and my brother. My brother was living in Malawi. Yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. Bro, you got to get your brother on the pod. That guy's crazy. Good idea. He's, He's been cool. <laughs> okay. The boss doesn't listen to the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so Tyler was living in Malawi, oh, so we went out there. It, I mean, it was amazing. I also went to South Africa Malawi before that. Yeah, so we went on a... We didn't go to the waterfall. We went to... Uh, uh, whatever. We went to Cy Animals and everything. It was great. Um, yeah, I feel like... So what type of entertainment was there then? Live entertainment? I think it was outside of music. Drumming, dancing, singing. Okay, that was the, that was the entertainment I grew up around. Every now and then you'd get like a Denzel Washington film that you somehow someone found a theater and you just go like. Uh, I think the first movie I ever saw was Mississippi Masala. Okay, y'all do me a favor if you're listening to this, please ends me what you think about this pod, this particular one because I not this particular one because no. I want to know how crazy it is. You think this is a crazy one? <laughs> I think it's unusual. <laughs> I think most people don't laugh 75% of the time at nothing. <laughs> I think most of our guests have stories and answer questions. Uh, Whereas, ooh, you just sit there laugh, hysterically laugh, laugh. laughing. Well, he's got a bone to pick with us. He's very upset, the boss man. What, what's he upset about? We haven't been dancing enough. So oh, yeah. How do we get y'all to He's protesting. By... First of all, I need access to ints on... on uh, I mean, to the Lost in America page on Ints. It's all re- controlled by Kaplan. I don't know how to access it. Exactly. He doesn't know <laughs> how to nobody access told it. Me. Nobody ever told me how. Just open your phone. No, mine is for me, Turner Sparks, but no one follows me. They follow Lost in America. They don't follow Lost in America either. It's because you don't Ints. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Just we switch phones for a week. All text messages, all Facebook messages, all yeah. that. Try that. Yeah. I, I did that with a friend. And I also switched credit cards with a friend once. Yeah. That's a good idea. That was fun. Here's what I'm going to do. I want to formally apologize to you that we haven't been yeah. inting. Oh, wow. Well. And I will say well. this on the podcast. We're going to be inting more. 
Yeah, I mean, I can't. I can't. I was in sync for a while. I can't talk. I was in sync for you know, but I'll get back to it. I gotta get that particular thing on ants. Yeah, we we should. Wait, I have. Okay, do me a favor. Both of y'all ants now. Make an ants right now. So, so that people know how it, how, how it works. This will be good radio. Do you, yeah, it'll be great. <laughs> Do you have your phones? I have my phones outside. No, I turn <laughs> my phone you on. your phones outside? I don't use I my turn phone it while I'm recording. I turn it off during a podcast like a human. <laughs> yeah. You're just sitting there on your phone the whole time while we're trying to interview He's you. He doesn't know this. You're looking so down. Funny. trying to see who's tweeting at you or something. Oh I don't know God. what's the new Twitter. Uh, I'm not into Speaking of which, you know, we, we, we were talking about this. We went out. We've mentioned this in the air that we had a big uh, Lost America holiday party. When and, was that? Well, you came with us. You tagged oh, along. That was a couple of weeks. Yeah. yeah. But you show up at this bar. You don't bring your wallet. Nothing. He brings nothing. And then I was going back and listening to you know the first time you were on, and that was the you told us that was the origin story of Venmo. Which one? Was that you didn't have your wallet? You guys were out one night. That's true. And then I and then this time around, I paid your brother in Bitcoin. Right. So you've, you've exactly. So that's the, the evolution. You haven't you all this technology you still don't need to bring your wallet anywhere. You can now. <laughs> but you you've, use you've, your phones to pay you, for people. Yeah. So. That's yeah, uh, yeah. I happen to be one of the founders of Venmo, contrary to popular belief. But <laughs> who that? doesn't believe it? I'm everyone listening to this pod. Oh, probably true. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> but um, so, so when you were in Fairfax, but, Virginia, did you wait? How does it lead from? Sorry, how does it lead from playing drums in the high school band to then all of a sudden you're at Penn and you create Venmo? That was it. Like that's <laughs> that was it. That was it. <laughs> that was that was all that happened. And why? Can I ask? This? <laughs> I met my roommate. I so the so the so how I got from high school to Penn, that's a little hazy. But for you? Yeah. But <laughs> you don't remember? I mean, what, you just apply to college. Everyone's co- I don't even think I applied. But you to said school. you had no formal education and then you just show up at high school in America and then all of a sudden you're really good at school. Do you I know mean, what I mean? Compare school to like growing up in Zimbabwe. It's like Heart, school hard knocks. Yeah. Wait, no, no, no! Please do. <laughs> but no. So anyway. Yeah. So, so what was school? Like, yeah. Compare school. Compare. Was, was answer this, your How question? was it like to adjust school to school? Was cool. I don't know. I, didn't, I was. It was interesting. It was fun. I made. I, I, the thing is, I was consumed with playing tennis and music. So then, would you? Because I think we have to wrap up in a minute. Uh, uh, there's a big meeting here today. We've heard. But yeah. There's some voiceover happening. Is there? Uh, yeah. Do would you? Any any thought of moving back to places you've lived before, leaving the United States? Are you happy? He- like, do you want to stay here? Like, what's that's, a, that's an interesting question. I was talking to an Uber driver the other day about this. He was saying that's a, that's another ends you guys can play. He was talking about <laughs> you get your Uber well, driver sends you. <laughs> uh, he was talking about when you come here. So he's from uh, New Guinea. Mom's from Senegal. I think his dad's from Guinea, New Guinea. He was talking about. <laughs> He's got smirking at me. He finds me funny. I can, I should get into comedy. So he, <laughs> That's Kaplan's normal face. He, he, uh, so he's telling me the story about how when he left his family, right? Uh, he found it hard, or he still finds it hard to ever go back because there's so much pressure for him to have achieved this. Like, why would you leave your family in New Guinea and come home Without a million dollars, yeah. Because the reason you come to America to get a million dollars first is to to make a lot of money and like you, you know it's the land of opportunity, da da da. And then he got here, and he's like, man, the only opportunities for me are cab drivers and da da da. Thank God for Uber, I guess, more freedom. But uh, the point is, he still feels so. So I asked him, like, would you ever go back home? I was like, well, we should. And then he's like, ah, I don't know, but it's, there's a lot of pressure because if I go back home, they're all gonna say it's kind of like if you get a college degree. And then you end up being like an artist. Your family's like, "Well, why'd you get a college degree?" Yeah, you know, you know. So it's like, well, 
It's like going like, back to your high school like reunion without doing anything. Right. And, yeah. yeah, exactly. That's a good, yeah. that's a, that's a it's better. It's like going back to your high school reunion without having a giant podcast to <laughs> brag about to everyone. Right. So, all the but cheerleaders. you, you've, I mean, you created so, Venmo. You've made it. You yeah. are the success. Nothing, you are. Nice You're an American story. success story. I'm trying to be a, a musician now. I'm trying to get Ikram and the Immigrant Groove off the ground. So you're not going Look back to you. until, until you're playing so a concert. What's, so what's the answer? Would, you, get to, would I go back? Absolutely. When I'm on tour. But not to live. No, I would live. I would. Li- I, to me, I'm not. I don't really care about where I live, honestly, because right. I'm so used to moving from place to place. It's more about who I'm with at the time, and that, like, so if some, if someone was like, "Yo, Ikram, you want to marry me and move to s- fucking China, or uh, Vietnam, or whatever," and I was in love at the time, I'll move. I'll move on the f- on the dot. Like that's the thing. I move. You kind of move to where your people are. Right. Home is and where the groove is. Yeah. Home is the earth. <laughs> that's the name of the first album. Home is where the groove is. I like immigrant that. groove. Home? Immigrant groove. I, I, yeah. So listen to our music. So yeah, we're gonna play. Thing that we're gonna be doing as part of our initiative is um, this is actually my way of hoping to help people. Uh, is Ikram and the Immigrant Groove will be uh, teaming up with the with legal counsel for immigrants um, that are having trouble um, navigating this whole landscape, especially given the current. Right. climate of things, things are so if you come to our show you could talk to a lawyer um, you have a lawyer will, at the show we will have a lawyer at the amazing. show amazing wow and I'm gonna get <laughs> applying for citizenship soon yeah. and we, can, we can't ask don't ask other legal questions to this lawyer though right just immigration no really. I mean look the, the thing is I have I have friends that are in, in shitty situations that relate to this and I happen to be surrounded by lots of people that have knowledge about how this thing whole, how this whole thing works so part of our initiative our goal is to connect People that come to our shows, if they happen to be in, if they have to ha- have happen to have immigrant struggles, with people that can help them. So All right, that's a good that's idea. Amazing. That's March seventeenth. March seventeenth at, at the Knitting the, Factory in at Brooklyn. The factory. Yep. I will be every, there. And then every Thursday I might be at Tajine, um, uh until we get fired. <laughs> <laughs> right. If I don't I mean, make it to the Knitting Factory, I'll like, make it to Tajine. Yeah, come to Tajine on a Thursday night. On a Thursday night. You, All could right. do, you can do a hookah. You could do a uh, a nice chicken. <laughs> Who can a chicken? Who can a my nice order? chicken? Shout out! I love a good chicken tagine. Right, right, thank you. Thank you for doing it. We love you. We love thanks you for letting us be Th- in this yes, studio thanks, every boss, single man. week. We're, All right, we're gonna s- make sure you ends twice a week. Done. And we'll, and uh, that's an easy. That's easy. <laughs> it's easy. You could easily do that. It would, no matter where you are. Yeah. We'll start <laughs> ending certain things from the show. Thank you so much for uh, for taking taking to ends the way you have. I think uh, people love uh, love hearing you. So Jennifer Miles Peak shout out. <laughs> All right, MP. Cap. Ikram, thanks for doing it, Cap. Let's get to the news. Let's get to the news. All right. Ikram for being on the pod. He had to go yeah. back upstairs. They got a big meeting today. They were like, this very studio, concerned that we were taking Ikram's time away from this exactly. meeting. Exactly. This studio don't pay for itself. Yeah. So. The boss man's got to lay down the law. They got some, some new ideas they're going to run by today. He's got to go make some money. First story of the week, Kaplan. This comes to us from the Shanghaiers. To teach his son a lesson, father kneels down and gives himself a lashing. Oh, okay, right. In a recent video, a dad in China is seen scolding his son for taking his mobile phone to school to play games. In the video, the dad blames his son for taking his phone to school. The son turns it back and blames his dad by quoting a Chinese idiom of ancient Chinese proverb. He says, to teach without severity 
is the teacher's laziness. Ooh. Means it's the dad's fault for not teaching him well enough. And the dad says, all right, if that's my fault, whip me. So he gets the son to get a whip out, and he whips the dad. What do you have to say? Because you're very so much... many questions right now. Okay. One, who's filmed this? The this daughter is... filmed the it. The daughter films the son whipping dad. Yes. Okay, that's and totally it's believable. it's gone viral on the Chinese internet. Because I know Ruby would love to film dad getting beaten up. So, all right. That's one. How old are the kids? And the kids are like teenagers. So teenagers. I feel like these are your future kids because yeah. you're already your kids already kind of do whatever they want. Yeah. They're in charge, clearly, right? I mean, they blame. It's genius, like, reversing it on, on your parents. And the only way you could do that is with a Chinese idiom, which is another reason to learn a Hello Chinese app. And yes. why I maybe shouldn't allow Teddy to learn it. Because if he turns, if he told me I got to beat you up for this, I would say no. But if he does it in Chinese, what am I going to do? Yeah, you have to do it. That's, <laughs> that's That trumps. It's 5,000 years of history yeah. trumping ours. So, But also, here's the thing. The father does it. I have a question for you because the father here does it with the idea that when his son whips him, his son will feel bad about whipping him. Would Teddy feel bad about whipping you? And so that would be teaching him his lesson by you getting hurt. Yeah, I think he would. I don't think he'd want to whip me, to be honest. Okay. We have a good relationship. I think he but, – <laughs> but And Ruby? She probably liked to, yeah. She she beat the crap out of me, but uh, she would like to. She would like to hit me a few times. Oh, yeah, she'd so find she it wouldn't funny. learn her lesson. <laughs> so that's the interesting. That's a really interesting parenting tip. We might have to get a, a Chinese uh, dad on to teach me. Well, that's just like the height. That's such a non-American yeah. thing to do. Because Americans, I see a lot of times you'll be in a restaurant and there'll be people with kids, and the kids will be like bugging the waiter, and the waiter will be like, "Oh, you can't do that here." And then the kid, the parent will be like, "See, the waiter, like they, the parent." I really right, we use we use an outside influence to to, to authority, right? Because we can't get our kids to do anything. Yeah, exactly. I mean, like at ten, that's why I was saying, like at tennis lessons, when Teddy's not listening, I don't. I'm not the dad who's like, Teddy, Teddy, pay attention. I wait for Coach Juan. <laughs> Coach Juan is uh, he might be Haitian. He he cracks the whip and so figuratively, and then bam, Teddy listens. Exactly. But um, I. I don't even see like the thing is like video games. I don't even know that, that in America it's, like, we wouldn't even be able to like discipline our kids like oh you shouldn't bring your video games to school like we'd be like oh well share them with your friends share them with your friends I don't know I'm uh, talk, talk, talk. this is <laughs> such an intense story though because not only does dad not wait for anyone else to take responsibility he literally beats himself yeah there's I mean, no American parent that would do because an American parent would go to the school and blame them yes for like you oh, if your kid gets a B you want to get the teacher fired. Right? That's American. Right. So the, the Chinese thing is if my kid gets a B, I beat myself. Or have him beat yeah. Me up. I get myself fired. Like, did uh, do you know any other dad? Like, did EA's dad ever have to do it? Like, this is how he disciplined or no? I don't think he ever beat himself. <laughs> I don't know. We would have to ask her. I can't say 100%, but I would yes. assume not. I would assume he was a tough it, dad. It's but. outside the box thinking. I'll give it that. It's something to. It's, outside it, the it's box. one of those cities you hear, you hear a new idea. I've learned this from uh, Ikram yes. when we were talking about business. Because the man's a genius. Yeah. And, you know, you, you, you hear an idea, you gotta, you got to marinate on it a little bit. you got to think about it. You can't dismiss it. Yes. You do not dismiss any new idea. Yes. Think about it. I'm going to think about that. I'm going to, you know, Have a think it. is what the Brits I'm going to wait a little, and then as the years go by, I might I might turn to that. You know, it's like a coach. you got to turn to a play. You run the trick play. You never know when you're going to run it. All right. You go save it for the Super Bowl. I might save that for down the road. Future of Kaplan is getting whipped by his kids. Yeah. Story number two. Yes. From the Shanghaiest again. We're staying in yeah. China for this one. And Urumqi Air, Air Flight. Urumqi is a domestic airline in China, but it's also a province of China. All right. And Urumqi Air Flight attendant has been suspended from her job after a video of her chowing down on a meal left over by passengers went viral on Chinese social media. She got <laughs> fired because she ate the rest of the food. Wait, leftovers? Like it was on people's plate and she took it? Or like stuff? It seemed... So in the video... It seems like it was just uneaten. 
like you have 45 meals to give out and yeah. only 37 people on the flight, and so there's like seven left over. They're not allowed to eat those? Exactly. So they're not allowed to eat those. Are you sure? It's not this. They're taking it. That's, yeah. That's what it looks like. Even if, but here, I'll go this far. Even if it is leftover food, who cares? Mm. Like we're not supposed to eat leftovers anymore? In America, I've seen the flight attendants eating the meals. Waste not want now. And sometimes it's like, get up. You know, you're only working for a few hours here. It's not a long flight. Get up. But, you know. Get what do you mean? Get up? Get up and what are you eating for? You have to take a break. <laughs> it's like a three-hour shift here. You really got to take a break to eat? Oh, you're on the. You just don't like the idea that they took a break. Yeah. Oh, I think she got fired because it was seen as uncouth to eat oh. someone else's food. Yeah. But I will say the Chinese internet's on her side about this. They think the problem is the person who filmed it should be fired. If anyone, they said, don't you can't shame someone for wanting to eat. Like plus, she might. It was I a morning was... flight. She could have been hungover. These flight tins, they. Well, I don't know. It's weird to me that someone would find that something that worth filming. Like, oh, I see a flight attendant eating. It's not like seeing, like, like I got to film that. Like, what? It seems like an American thing to do to me, to rat someone out by video. Like, but, Yeah, but I wouldn't even think, like, this is something I'm gonna that's film wrong. You. I got to film you. Yeah. Why is that? That's become, uh, like, the highest form of, like, insult. Like, I'm going to film this if something bad is happening. But you're right. That's not even bad. I have never flown to China. How are the flight attendant? Is, like, is it, like, are there flight attendant men or is it just women? Like, uh, rarely is there men. Okay, I know they. It's usually like, very attractive women. It's yeah. like the old days. Yeah, that's what I was picturing. It's like yeah. the old days. Like that's yeah. why they're not allowed to eat. By the way, that's what bad. the rest of the world is. Right. Can Americans... you still smoke a cigarette and uh, and you know if you're a businessman, yes. you, you bang the flight attendant after. All of that. <laughs> All <Yeah. of> that. <laughs> Don't you think they should have uh, an one airline called like Madman Air that would be like old school? Yeah. Or you I think, think that's like, a billion you... dollar idea? They tried that. You remember Hooters Airlines? <laughs> Hooters <laughs> had I'm, I'm an classing airline. it up a little bit. Not Hooters. I want the flight tents to be in like the fl- old school flight tent outfits. Ooh, I like this idea that you have to wear a suit to yeah, be, the man, be on the to board. be on the board. If you're a passenger, you gotta be in a suit. Or if you're a woman, you have to be totally dressed. You're up. You're allowed to smoke. Yeah, <laughs> I think this is a great idea. Yeah, whiskey. when I was a kid, my, uh, Marina Sparks would always tell us if you dress. We always had to dress up to go on airlines because if you dressed up, you might get bumped up to first class. Oh yeah, I think it did happen a couple times, and then somewhere along the way, people just decided to wear sweatpants, and the whole thing. Yeah, went to nowadays shit. it's not like the people in first class. I've Maybe flown once or twice for work, but the people in first class are like, it's like they're like the biggest slobs on the plane. They're yeah. all in like sw- girls in Lululemon and sweatpants, and because they, they have such a great thing that they can nap in. They got a chair that goes back all the way. So they're preparing for like nap time. Get them out of here. There's no men in suits anymore in first class. It's a exactly. disgrace. Um, that, they should just eat. The flight they should be able to eat whatever they want on an American plane because the, the passengers aren't worthy. I agree. <laughs> all right, last news story of the. All right, last news story of the week. Again, back to China. Three stories in China. Ding, ding, ding. On-brand episode. Comes to us from The Telegraph. All right. Kaplan. The Telegraph. China has launched its latest crackdown against a phenomenon which just will not seem to die in rural areas of China. You know what the phenomenon is, Kaplan? No. Funeral strippers. Ooh. Yeah. We talked about these. I think we recovered this six months to a year ago. Our news team was the first on this. The Ministry of Culture said last month that it is targeting striptease and other obscene, pornographic, and vulgar performances at funerals, weddings, and traditional Chinese New Year public gatherings. Why? I don't understand why. I mean, let the dead have their day. I mean, what you know, just what, why? I the, think the, this is a police state, and it's, it's it, worse. I mean, well, it is, I, it it is, is now a police state. <laughs> shout, out. A shout out! Shout out to Xi all hail a great new leader. Or, I think that here's yes, I, I'm 100% on your side on this. I think this is invasive. 
If you want to have a funeral at your stripper, I mean, a stripper at your funeral to cheer everyone up, why not? Have at it. We have a death tax in America. Yeah. I'm against that, and I'm against this idea of death taxing fun <laughs> at your fun. funeral. This for all middle of you the, to tie the death tax into this. If you should <laughs> let people do whatever they want. If yeah. they're dying, also once, every once in a while they bury somebody who's actually alive. So it's a great way <laughs> to make to just make sure. Yeah, a little life. If you see a little movement in the pants or anything, you're like, oh, hold on, that guy. <laughs> I don't want to be out of bounds here, but why not give them? It should be a lap dance should be included on the dead guy. You're right that way. You- well, don't you think though? Uh, we're assuming it's a man who dies here. Like I'm thinking, if like a woman dies, you know, the the guy's a widower. Get Chippendales out. Well, there. The, the man is a widower who's not going to be able to see. You know, he's not. It's tough to get back out there. So you get him a woman. You get him a stripper. Oh, so everybody gets female strippers? Well, no, I'm saying you, you have female strippers. I was saying Chippendales. Yeah, if a guy dies, the widow gets a, a little Chippendales action. Yes. Do they have Chippendales in China? I'm not sure, but we can we can dig it up. We can billion dollar idea. Yeah. Uh, you brought softy there. Why not Chippendales? But, <laughs> but yeah, if a man die, I mean, if a woman dies, then the husband left behind. You know, he get him a little show. I don't know. And the guests, you know, funeral tenants. One of the I think one of the things that happens, especially when people are older and they don't know have a lot of friends left or in the area, they move. It's very sad. You go to a funeral and there's like seven people there, right? It's yeah. depressing. It depresses the family member. They feel like, oh, my grandpa didn't have, you know, you feel bad for your... What's the best way to pack the house? Exactly. I mean, this has got to be a show. Yes. You know? And also, it's also, it's, it's to, the, to the surviving spouse. Yeah. It's also sort of a bachelor party, is it not? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's a little bit of everything now. Yeah, because you're back. The, the world it's, it's has a, changed. Everything's a, merging. It's a suggestion to celebrate and the dead and honor them, but also move on. Right, it's symbolic. It's a new life. Life goes on. I'm sure there's an old proverb. A Chinese Chinese idiom. I'm sure there's a Chinese (laughs) idiom that represents And if you want to tie it all together, if a kid's been misbehaving and a dad's there and he needs to get beaten by a stripper, then we could do that too. You can do that too. (laughs) All right, that's the podcast. Kaplan, thank you to uh, Ikram Magdan Ismail. We will continue. We will be ending. Non-stop. I'm going to answer everything. You're going to be so bored of my answering. Get tickets to, your li- to our live podcast March 14th. Get tickets to yeah. Akram's band March 17th. Get them now before the price, before the uh, discount disappears. Exactly. Get it in the comment, I mean, in the notes of this podcast. What should we do? Get lost. Get lost.
catch those springtime vibes all over Arizona. Break out of the winter blues by hitting the water at one of our lake and river parks. Take a hike among the wildflowers. Just make sure to stay on the trails and leave the flowers for the bees. Discover Arizona's best kept secret and visit azstateparks.com slash amazing to start your springtime adventure. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.